I'm glad you could be with us here on this Wednesday. These weeks just fly by. It's amazing how uh, time goes, especially when so much is going on. And I trust that the Lord is using you there in your ministry and in your life, whether it's here or in another place. So glad so many of you uh, take the time to just look at these quick little words of encouragement. We're thankful for what God's been doing here. God has been so good to us, and uh, we're uh, right on the verge here of having our youth summit. We have had that for a number of years. It starts tonight, and Pastor Dean Miller will begin the conference tonight in the evening service, and then it goes all day to Thursday and Friday. Would you pray for us that God will work and that young people will realize that God is on the throne and they can trust him? Well, speaking of that, uh, I want to look at Isaiah 42, verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you, sing unto the Lord a new song. There's much in this passage, but I wanted to focus on the fact that the Lord does not want to give his glory to anything or anyone else. You look at all of the religions of our day, uh, the God of this world gives them uh, the uh, life, quote unquote, there's really death that they have. Uh, and darkens and blinds the eyes of the lost folks around. But then there's the philosophy of humanism and all of these different variations, and that's blinding many of the people, especially in our country and in the Western world. And God says here, I am the Lord. That's my name. I am that I am. I am the one who is the almighty God, and I want to uh, be your God, your personal God. That's my name and my glory will I not give to another. Now, folks, we've got to understand, when we get to praying, and we've got friends that maybe are in Catholicism or in some brand of Protestant Christianity that's liberal, or, or they're in a cult, or they're in one of the religions from uh, the uh, East or the Near East, all of those different kinds of philosophies, or they're just bound in the agnostic, humanistic thinking of our day. God won't give his glory to anyone else. You start praying, and God can diminish the reality that they think they have in their way of uh, belief and their whole perspective on life. And all of a sudden, it can just become dark. It can be seen for what it really is. It can become empty. I'm amazed people that really pray and are willing to fast and pray for people caught in different religions often see just tremendous miracles and people rescued out of that because God doesn't want his glory to be at all given to that kind of falsehood that Satan is giving. Now I want to just encourage you with this. Every time you pray for a lost person, God's doing something. Now you may not see it, but the more you pray, God takes the blindness that Satan's endeavoring to, to give, his deceitfulness, and he pushes it away, and he opens the eyes of people. 
and you continue to pray and pray for a hedge around them and ask God to work, they have more and more of an opportunity to think right, to know who God is, and to listen to the gospel, and God can work. You say, well, I prayed and nothing happened. Oh, you don't know. I promise you, if you prayed in the Spirit, something happened. Every time you pray, something happens. So the more you pray, more happens. And then uh, that heart becomes softer. That blindness begins to go away. The conviction becomes greater. You may not see it. In fact, it may come out at you in negative ways. But God is working. So let's encourage one another to keep praying and to and to realize that God wants to give the new song of a of true salvation to those who have been bound by graven images of Satan's wrong thinking. And he wants to show forth his glory. We can claim that, let's believe it, and let's not finish praying until we see the victory.